Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I am here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're in um, Boston. Beautiful Boston town. Thanks for the board. Uh, like, I just wanted to see it. I never saw these boards except for when I shot that TV show. This is, we're speaking to Merch now, by the way. Merch is the foremost expert on talking boards, Ouija boards. Um, and he brought me a board to sign from the Ghost Whisperer. Which oh, they used it in that in that show. They used it on the show. Oh, and were you in it? I was in it. Yes, oh, okay. I actually took over. Um, I took over an episode of the Ghost Whisperer because Jennifer Love Hewitt um, was wanting to direct an episode, so she took one off. Not she was in it a little bit, but I, I was the main storyline in that. Oh, okay. So it was almost like let's focus on somebody else. Yes, I'm not up on my Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> I'll have to add that to my Netflix queue. But so, but she couldn't Woody Allen it. She couldn't be in it and direct it. She was in it. Uh, well, she wasn't Just directing it, but she was in it a little bit so she could pre prepare. I'll prepare to direct. Yes. So, um, but is I it, use this board in it. Is it Ouija, Ouija or Ouija? Are they all correct? It's they are all correct. It's, it was originally Ouija, but then when people played it, they'd say they were Ouijaing, so it became Ouija Ouija. And when did they become popular? Was it during the spiritualist movement? It was. So the first talking boards come out of 1886 in Ohio, and they were called talking boards. And then someone from Massachusetts actually made them, and they called it a witch board, ended up oh. in the uh, White House. So um, it was a present to Grover Cleveland for his wedding. And then in uh, 1890, Ouija was named, and um, that's where it was first made out of, Baltimore, Maryland. And then, so... This is my confession with Ouija boards. <laughs> I move it. I'm the, I, I have to admit, I'm moving it. You're a pusher. But <laughs> there have been times where I haven't. And the person that I was doing it with, um, they said they weren't either. But I, so admit, there's no trust whatsoever. No. <laughs> there's no trust. No, but at I, all. I've moved it. I know that I have, even though I, I wish that I, I hadn't, but, uh, there have been times when I hadn't and that they moved. And did you freak that person out? Well, I I said I every time I do we you know I do, do it, it it definitely moves it moves around fast mm -hmm. but I'm a I'm a pusher you're a pusher do people push it I, yeah you know some sometimes people are pushing it and they don't know it it's their you know subconscious mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes it's actually something else and you know some people believe it's telepathy some people believe it's there's a spirit or there's something else outside of them but what do you um what do you think do you think people are pushing it or do you think it really is something? I mean, have you talked to somebody through there that? I, yeah, you know, I, I go to these conferences and speak at them and um, then Hasbro is always really great and donates a bunch of Ouija boards. And mm -hmm. so we get about a hundred people playing at once. If, if we're going to, uh, you know, open up the doorway to hell, you've got to blow it wide <laughs> a open. A lot of so, people, yeah. yeah so you got to do that. And, you know, when we do it, there's always some really strange experiences that people have. And, and I watch them and I don't know if the people just don't know that they're pushing it or... But, you know, we do these little tests where we put things in envelopes and we say, what color is it? And there's always a couple people who consistently get the right answer. And yeah. I just don't know how they know. You know, there's no way. We, we made the envelopes. They didn't see us do that. They have no idea what's in there. And right. just get the right answer. So I think it's real. I think how, it's real. How much of it is chance, though? Well, I mean, I suppose there's chance, you know. It, when it's something so like when it's an envelope. Colors. I mean, it's the same as like mentalists and, and them. I don't know. Yeah. It's just well, that's part of the the fun, right? That we mm -hmm. want to believe that there's something else out there. We want this to happen. We want there to be something bigger, 
And so with the Ouija board, it's just letters and numbers, but it gives us that feeling that maybe there's something else out there. What if you're doing it with somebody who can't spell? That's always a giveaway, right? <laughs> Someone who's just horrible, and it's just like, what? what? Huh? Yeah, that's probably hard. Or in another language, you know, what if you were traveling to, say, Australia? Right. And, I and there's a, all Australian. these extra U's in there. <laughs> right, that's right. If I didn't speak Australian. No. <laughs> no. But it's, it, there is an element to it that um, when I use it, or when I, I'm using it, it doesn't talk like the person that I'm using. Usually if I'm on the you know, using Ouija board, it's with one other person. It's pretty, I don't usually go with more than one other person if I do it. And, um, it's, I'm monogamous with one. (laughs) Well, it's too, it's, it's too much for a group, right? It's for too many people. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's more, um, it's more people got to have to lean over and yeah. push it, you know. It, then it's a orgy board. <laughs> orgy with a J. Orgy board. <laughs> Someone's going to make that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always think, and when you emailed me about it last night, I always think of the Morrissey song, Ouija board. Of Ouija course. board. Because Morrissey has to get involved somewhere. <laughs> and she was pushing all of it. This. She was totally pushing it. She was pushing it. Yeah. But it's a, I, lo- I love the um, idea of it. And usually if I, uh, if I'm using it with somebody else, they're not talking like the person that I'm with. Right. They do. They they when they speak, they have a very their own way of speaking. Well, you know, the the belief with psychologists, it's something called idiomotor response, and it allows your subconscious to come loose. It opens that door in your head to let part of you that wouldn't normally come out. So, you know. It's interesting when people say that, oh, it, it, it was definitely something outside. It couldn't have been me. It's not how I would have talked. It's not how the other person would. But, you know, the brain's an amazing thing. And so yeah. does it open a doorway to your subconscious or is it opening a doorway to the other side? I don't know. But why? Um, yeah. The, but then why does it? Yeah, I think it, it's like all it's all sorts of different things. But then why does it speak like somebody so clearly they have a clear personality, mm-hmm. usually very strong, comes through very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an idea that we were going to go to the King's. What is it? The King's Church burial ground. We're staying um, not far from here on on Tremont or right above mm-hmm. like just and there's a there's this old, there's old a cemetery, cemetery everywhere here but yeah. the one right across but it's a very very old one it's been there since 16 something and um it's supposed to be very haunted so we were gonna go over there but then now it's all locked so we can't so i already have an excuse we can <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to i thought we were gonna be breaking in i thought we would go over and like that's climb the, movie, the fence right? that's the movie all they found was a camera and a ouija board <laughs> Have people done cab. that? Have you ever done that oh, yeah, yeah, in a cemetery? Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny. The old uh, Ouija boards and Hasbro and Parker Brothers, the tagline was always, it's just a game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But now the new Ouija boards they just made, if you open them up, the first thing it says inside is, do not play the Ouija board if you believe it's just a game. So they've really right. flopped. And, and another thing inside of them, these Ouija stitions, we call them, <laughs> that they say are, um, you know, never play the Ouija board alone. Never play it in a graveyard. Right. Which is, means, where, where are we going to go later? Not to the so graveyard. graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but there are those people that, that get very scared by it and feel that it is opening something that shouldn't be opened. Yes. And it's going to, are there stories of people that, that 
suffered like possessions etc and hauntings well, because of, in their mind mm-hmm. because of it well i mean you know there was the exorcist movie and yeah. you know that that showed uh, she played the ouija board by herself and it made this idea that oh she did it that opened this door for demonic possession and um though ouija boards were never considered super safe up until 1973 people didn't really think they were awful evil doorways that they were opening. Mm-hmm. They were just more fun things to do when you were bored. Mm-hmm. Um, once that happened, it really changed the psyche that demonic possession was possible. So belief, like everything else, is very powerful. And and a fun thing about the Ouija board is, and it was kind of on your episode, it's if you, we give the board a lot of power. It's right. basically us communicating with something, you and your subconscious, you and a spirit, you and something else. But um, we blame the board. The board's bad. The board's evil. But right. it's really just the telephone. No, it's true. And at times, like, if you have a closeness with somebody who's died, you want that uh, ability to communicate. You want that, Mm. you know, it's like death is such a um, terrifying thing Mm. that if there, there can be a way to contact somebody that 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 chain hasn't been broken it's 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 hopeful well that that, it's terrifying but it's also that connection still Mm -hmm. so basically the ouija board was the original text (laughs) the the first text messages were sent through the ouija board that's absolutely right yeah you get an unlimited calling plan to the other side at some point you run out of of ouija minutes (laughs) get this huge bill in in the mail well that's when you're gone it's that's when it's your time when your minutes run out right your time to get on the other side of the board (laughs) but what are the origins of the ouija board well, talking boards are the way we know them that look like a Ouija board today. The earliest we have is um, 1886 in Ohio. We believe, like a lot of things, that um, they must be older because they're so simple. And it's, it's a form of divination, but we kind of separate them out from pendulums or okay. you know other things. So even though it's the same technique, it's a little different because a talking board, you have a movable piece that's completely free moving and it can point out the letters and numbers as opposed to holding something still and having it pointed out. So, right. Because it's cooperative, meaning you can have more than one person doing it. Whereas like if you're doing a divining rod, it's usually by yourself. Right. So what the Ouija board allows more people to get involved, which again gets really interesting because like you said, some people prefer to play with lots of people. Some people just do it by themselves. Some people say, no, I need someone else. I can't move it by myself. It won't move if I'm there by myself, I think. Because you know. Because I know you're, you're I'm going to move it. I'm going to push it. Yeah. I'm going to push it. And I, I can't really legitimately ask it questions because I know I'm pushing it. When when did like seances and things like that, do you have any, I, I, I mean, did they grow out of that or are they yes. even connected? Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we have uh, 1848, the Fox Sisters. The, that's the birth of modern uh, American spiritualism. And it's just kind of an explosion that, you know, we come off the, the Civil War happens and there's just massive death here in the United States. And, and once this is the kind of thing where, you know, fathers, sons, uncles, um, they just left. They went to a war and right. they never came back. And so there's no like calling someone up and being like, sorry, I'm delayed in Virginia. We're fighting right now. It's just, you know, they get killed and they die and no one knows what happened to them. So, you know, we don't have the Internet. We don't have all the things that um, kind of entertain us. So all of these different ways, everyone has someone missing. Mm-hmm. And so it's very common. It becomes this common thing where people get together and they try to make contact. 
And so it's not at the time inconsistent with Christianity. It's it's not because Christians believe that there's, you know, ghosts and demons. So And spirit. They, and spirits. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they try to make contact. And so yes, the, the talking board definitely comes out of the spiritualist movement. The difference is Ouija is um, one of the first mass manufactured talking boards. So it hits eighteen ninety, right when companies are able to put you know, millions of these in your room, in your uh -huh. house. And so they become a parlor game as opposed to it leaks out of the spiritualist movement and becomes a game, something that the mainstream can get their hands on. And it, it kind of punches the mediums in the gut because before that, you had to go to them. Mm -hmm. You had to pay them. Well, all of a sudden, you're paying a dollar fifty to have as many, many seances in your house as you want. You don't yeah. need them. So the first critique you get is, oh, you shouldn't play with those you need a guide. You need someone who's experienced to go through. But well, now it sounds today like what we hear, except for this is more of a, your, um, it's a money thing, right? Like you've right. taken my job away and these are bad. But it's like, um, I think the Parker Brothers one is the most enduring, creepy one. Mm. That, that there's a look to it. It's iconic. It's got that blonde wood. It's, um, yeah. just thank you. Like it's like, it's like, it's like you, you, you go through, like phase for me, like I've gone through like Ouija board phases. Like first I wanted just ones from the twenties, and then I wanted really Egyptian <laughs> ones. We have yeah. so many, and my husband's really obsessed with them. He had oh. one that um, had a battery on the planchette, and it would just oh. move independently around the board, and it was so scary looking because yeah. it would just go by itself, and he would just leave it in the house and it would just run and our house is really creepy anyway so it was so scary i'm like that's too much you know we have like all these <laughs> yeah. like he's made like mummified skeleton like he's made all these like things that are like we have like a crucified um like a jesus like like life size like hanging in a big picture window i mean we have so much crazy shit in our house <laughs> like people don't even come like kids don't even come for halloween they won't they're too scared so a Ouija board with a planchette moving independently is too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. How many boards do you have? We have probably a good more than 20, I think. That's quite oh. a few. That's okay. quite a few. What's your favorite board? Um, my favorite, we have one that is, uh, we, we've lost the planchette. It's black. I think it's from you. It's, mm. um, it's black. I think it's from the 1920s. And it, it's just, um, the board is up and, um, it's just on the wall. I have to send you a picture of it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really a beautiful one. I mean, it, it's, um, clearly old and, and I think from the twenties and it, it's just, I, I haven't seen that many that are black entirely. Is it the mystic soothsayer? Maybe, maybe. All right. With white lettering. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. It's a beautiful board, but there are great, um, snapshots of the time and what we think of death and what we think of um communication with the dead and i mean that's what's beautiful about them yeah it's yeah, really it, cool it's neat the artwork every decade uh is reflected in what they use so when you see things like um horoscopes you know you're getting close to the 50s 60s uh -huh. and um originally they were called egyptian luck boards because mm -hmm. in 1890 there were many uh discoveries in the valley of the kings so to americans well, that's, that's mystic. So it must be Egyptian because that's the way they saw mystic. Mm -hmm. and then later on, that would change to the Hindu luck board because they discovered India and India became mystical. And, you know, then you would have all these spinoff boards like you're talking about. So mm -hmm. Ouija is the enduring. You know, we call boards like Ouija is a trademark, um, and a brand, but 
there are all kinds of other talking boards, spirit boards, witch boards. Right. But it's the one that's lasted for what, sure. What, how did they, do you know if they, how they came up with the name? Was it just an arbitrary name? Or? I, you know, it's that's that's a really interesting story because it's taken me two years to track this down. It was actually um, named by a woman named Helen Peters. They had a seance in Baltimore in eight, April of 1890, and they asked the board what it wanted to be called, and it spelt out O-U-I-J-A. And they asked what that meant, and it said, good luck. And right away, this the woman, Helen Peters, um, she takes off her necklace, and she has a locket on there, and there's a picture of a woman with the name Ouija over the top. And Charles Kennard, who claimed to invent the board, asked her, were you thinking about this when we were asking and she said no absolutely not so they took the name now we don't really know that name did not the word Ouija did not exist in language before this moment so what we think happened was there was a famous um, poet and author she went by the pseudonym Ouida O-U-I-D-A and she was a bit of a feminist and she really believed women should be educated and they should be reading, so they should be equals to men. Women who liked her and followed this line of thought often wore things to symbolize that. So it's possible, we think, she was wearing a locket of Ouida, and they actually just misread it. That's just a theory. Ooh. We don't know. But um, recently I was in, um, I tracked down her grandson in Ohio and um, went there, interviewed him, and he showed me all of these things that I found letters he was able to verify. Oh, yes. She did name the Ouija board. She went to the patent office and proved that it worked. Hmm. So That's interesting. That's pretty cool. Wow. But it's really, I mean, um, it, it is so interesting because it, it's like, it is so spiritualist. It is mm. so from that era. Um, my friend, John Blaine, actually made, he made one, he made a, a Ouija board out of a glass table. He took a champagne glass and he turned it upside down and then we wrote all these letters and he used that. And um, it was so, that was the most, I think, alive one. Because it was not a board. It was just on a glass table and was with a, with a glass. And then he was kind of, um, he, he was always somebody that we sort of regarded as, as a psychic, like a little bit of a channel. So it was really scary. What's the scariest one you've ever seen? Um, the scariest one, I, you know, I've been around so many Ouija board sessions and I've seen people get really freaked out. And I think the, the problem is Ouija boards are often played by young people today. It's, it's a game. So, um, it's most people's first experience with the paranormal. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, as you, you talked about a lot on the stage, some people's first experiences in anything don't usually go that well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they usually go kind of badly and you don't know what you're doing and you stumble and, you know, I often say to people, it's like um, we're on the phone, we get into a big fight, we call each other all kinds of names, we threaten each other, we hang up the phone. You don't throw out your iPhone and say, I'll never have another one of these in my house again. But with a Ouija board, they do because they mm -hmm. forget that, again, it's them doing it. So I think what scares most people is that it's ultimately coming from them. Yeah. And, and that they have made contact. And, and you would say, you know, people are afraid that they've opened a door. And, and and it's because I think if there are psychics, it's it's already there. This just right. gave them an mm. opportunity to express that. And so, yeah, is it possible they've opened something up? Yeah, I, I think psychologists are equally afraid of messing with your subconscious, giving, making a, a place that you have kind of brought down the wall. There's all kinds of crap inside there that, you know, we keep back there on purpose. You know, yeah. it's, it's not something we want to pull down all the time. We're not going to that cemetery. No, <laughs> it's it, it is locked, right? It's locked. We can get no, in. No, because we can get in. No, 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 no. It's no. probably a very small gate. 
No, no, no. We could leap over there okay. with the bull. Let, let me list some over. of the ghosts that are there. Um, there is... Uh, Who's suppose- in there? Okay. There's supposedly... Um, uh, they had made a coffin that was too short for an African-American woman. And so instead of getting her a new coffin, they cut, cut off her head and put it between her legs. And so she's supposedly walking around. This sounds like a Red Fox joke already. Then <laughs> <laughs> they put it between her legs. <laughs> no, it's That's like horrible. horrible. Yeah. So she's walking around with her head like, why did you do this? Uh, that's, um, that's the fucking scariest ghost, too. The ones carrying their head. Yeah. yeah. This bitch. She's furious. But they're good, too, She's because furious. they've got one hand full, so they can't weed you back as much. They have to keep, like, can somebody hold this head? Yeah, exactly. You can definitely outrun one of those ghosts. <laughs> but that's terrible. It's, it's such yeah, a terrible thing. It's such a desecration. And also, um, well, they, they had uprooted the entire cemetery and moved all the remains um, from another location, oh, no. I think, in the 1700s. So all of the bodies, all of the, everything's, disturbed so all of the spirits are like where's my grave like i mean if you're i I don't know if you're in a cemetery this is we've talked about this a lot tonight because my my friend who was here earlier tonight we were we're gonna get a plot so (laughs) but like you know you will you if you're if you're in a cemetery you're like i need to find where my don't move my shit don't move my grave because i was here like if you're still moving around somehow spiritually you want to know where you're grave is yeah you want to be able to go home yeah so i'm i but i'm upset about that the the african-american woman that sucks to have too short of a coffin that's horrible yeah Yeah. who else is in there um the first um well uh i guess the one of the first mayors of boston and also um the person that is uh the hester Prynne, modeled after um the scarlet letter oh is there um, so her name is Elizabeth Payne. What a name. But she's there. Um, and supposedly haunts it. So there's a lot of suffering in that right. little region. Well, of course, also in this area. Of Boston, because there's so much war, of, of the Revolutionary War and everything like that, everywhere you go, there's some death. Like the East Coast to me, it's all burial grounds yeah. and death and, mm-hmm. and, and battle mm-hmm. and hardship as well. Yeah. So the, the whole place is unsettling. From that standpoint, right, where you just go, this whole goddamn thing is haunted. Well, so you it's you can't go there with a channel like an Ouija board. We can't with this. Would this You're just board tempting fate? Well, would this right. board especially because this board is um something that's meaningful to me? Mm-hmm. This board in this TV show, I was um the character I was playing, she had lost her partner, and she was contacting him through the board, but it. In truth, it was not in truth. In the story, it was not her partner. It was another spirit masquerading as her partner. So it was like this whole thing. Like it oh, was, wow. it was like it was like, like um, a wrong, like a wrong number. <laughs> no, it was like a bait and switch. It oh, wasn't it was like, like a catfish. wrong number. It's like a good like catfish. It was catfish. <laughs> well, you just, you just have a bunch of spirits going. What's Jennifer Love Hewitt really like? <laughs> is it was it made for the show or was it this was for the show yeah, yeah. so they made it yeah, yeah okay. they made the board for the show and, and I picked it up I, when I saw her episode um, CBS was selling them on their website oh really so it was in 2010 I picked that up forever and then when I saw you were here mm-hmm. I thought oh my god so you know I'm digging through bins trying to find because you have a lot. How many do you have, do you think? I have over 500 different talking <gasps> boards. And then wow. I have variations of those and doubles. And I, I don't just collect 
Ouija um, boards themselves. I also collect everything Ouija related. So music, I track it through movies in order to see how people viewed it in pop culture yeah. from 1800s to today. So it, And again, it's very different today. We view it very different today than it was viewed when it was originally there. What, yeah. what started you off in on, on this whole thing? Well, um, I, you know, I saw a movie Witchboard in 1986, and um, you know, besides the really big hair in the 80s scaring me, the Ouija board, <laughs> you know, did it as well. And, and um, you know, I, I just started. Um, I went to college, and I had a quad with uh, three other guys, and they decided they wanted to rush for fraternity. And I knew if I did that, I'd never graduate college. Yeah. So I let I let them let them do it. And in their um, rushing, they had to find like a treasure hunt. They had to find an Ouija board. I used to go antiquing with my dad. And um, so I went home for the weekends. When I left UNH, I had 10 different boards and realized they were all different. I thought there was only one Ouija board. How could there be all right. different boards? And then I just started researching and it led me to... Um, seeing that the history that was there was completely wrong. It was easy to see that every encyclopedia, back then there were encyclopedias, the, there was no World Wide Web. <laughs> so um, I actually had to look it up in, in the Funk and Wagnalls. Ye, ye old, yeah, ye old Funk yeah, and Wagnalls. Exactly. Ye old Google. Yeah, sadly, no Google. And, uh, and it, that led me to hunting down uh, descendants of each of the people that were involved. So I spent the last 22 years really on this, uh, my own treasure hunt, trying to figure out what is the real story behind the birth of the Ouija board. And it, it's taken me all over the country and met a lot of fun people. And uh, yeah, it's great. Well, you actually reunited the family behind the board. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I, I guess I didn't really do it, but it, I always say, you know, the, the Ouija board tore this family apart and kind of put them back together again. Mm -hmm. um, in 1901, two brothers that were making the board together got into a feud. And that feud lasted, um, they fought in court for 20 years, and I put up my first website. It was a really horrible, terrible thing that I'm glad does not exist today. But um, uh, I was contacted by the granddaughter of William Fold, one of these men, and uh, the grandson of Isaac Fold, another one of these guys. And um turns out the feud was still going on. And I thought, well, this is terrible because as soon as I tell the other side I'm talking to the other side they're probably not going to talk to me anymore so I should find out as much as I can and um, they were asking me questions that I kept having to go back to the other side with well uh -huh. do you know this you mean yeah, the other side of the family. you don't mean the yeah, other side yeah right no the other side <laughs> of the family right yeah yeah and um, so I would ask them and then finally I said okay this is getting ridiculous like you know I told Kathy um, look here's his phone number he lives one town over from you he's your equal on the other side one night she called them up and they buried this you know 96 year old feud and wow. the next year the two sides of the family came together for the first time in 96 years and i was able to be there for that so oh that's great kind of cool. that's great cool thing that's wonderful that's really great See, the ouija board does good things it brings people together it yeah that's the positive side of ouija there's all sorts of things it but it there is a whole haunted history and witch history yeah, the witch. We were talking about Salem earlier today. Oh yes. I went up to Salem a couple of years ago. It's great, and I that's pretty amazing. Too. Oh yeah, you lived there. Or you I, lived there. Now? I lived there. I used to live there. I lived there for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Salem is a great place mm -hmm. for Halloween too. I mean, if you've never yes. been there for Halloween, it is like the uh, Halloween capital of the world. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras. Yeah, right, right, for right. witches. It's um, but we were talking about like everybody thinks they were burned. Not here, but they were in Europe. They burn witches, exactly. but here they they they. But any if you watch anything about pop culture, they'll make a joke about burning, burning witches. witches. Yep, and I think that comes from Holy Grail. 
I wouldn't doubt it. Where they burn the witch. That's in, you know, for like modern sort of culture. Oh, yeah, they always do that. Even people, um, when they come down and do little um, histories on Salem, they'll always show the witches burning. But the burning times were in Europe, and here they hung them. Much more civilized. They hung them, and one was crushed with it. I think they they had burning witches in that. um, What is the Vanessa Redgrave Oliver Reed? Is it the witches? What is that one? um, it's, It's a 70s movie. It's like probably. Was it in the U.S. or was it in no, the U.K.? No, it's a U.K. one. Yeah. But it's a really, like, you know, I think iconic image of um, yeah, whatever we have on, of witches fire, right? or witch trials. But it was it's like a European one, I think. But, it, it yeah, we just think about, I don't know, it just seems like they would be good to burn as opposed to hang. Burning is so much more dramatic and yeah. fabulous. <laughs> Hanging is kind of like, it's over in like a second. Exactly. Well, I mean, talking to a gay guy here, like, of course, the flame. Yeah. I mean, you're going to flame out. Like, if you're going to do it, you might as well just burn. I mean, you want, if I don't know, like. Burn me now, bitches. Burn me now. Burn the bitch. Because, I mean, you you know, like, I think about, I actually really do stupidly think a lot about public execution. And I think about, like, how it's over really fast. Yeah. And how when you're gonna actually like go, you want to make be a statement, a thing. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 don't want to like miss it because somebody's taller than you or. Oh yeah, you could miss a hanging by 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 like what what was that? Oh oh shit, down yeah. <laughs> burning. Just just, well, burning first up, you just know because you can you can you can, you can smell, smell it. it. And it's like oh, like, they're about to burn somebody. Let's let's make our way over there. Oh, well, no, no, you got time because they're gonna let that shit burn no, for a bit. They're gonna let it up to see because I've been to the um. To funeral pyres? No, 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 no. I've been to funeral pyres oh, in oh, really? in um in India and also in in Kathmandu and in Nepal and it's so like you're just standing there and it smells just like barbecue and you're just standing there oh, and like God. I should probably move because their head's gonna explode oh, yeah, and you're like coming. you kind of want to take a picture but you're also like I can't be here right now like yeah. it's so fucked up and there's like a weird glass booth in Kathmandu they have a a um and like an old folks home right by the funeral pyres, <laughs> so it's like people Jeez. just waiting. Like that's gonna be me. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of people marinating, <laughs> like waiting to go in. So I have I've not seen people die, but you see also like people who spend more money on their funerals. Like I remember this old woman who was really really rich, and they were like washing her body in in the river, and then you know, preparing it. And then there was um, really somebody very poor next to it who they were just kind of throwing it on the coals. Right, right. I've seen that. And it's so, it's so intense. And some yeah. don't burn all the way, right? Like they couldn't no. afford or the pro- like enough wood or whatever it is. Yeah, so they just, they pile it on. And so, but there's people like, like left behind from the last fire. So there's mm. just like feet and head, like parts of a head. And then you're like, oh, but I've worked with I work with dead bodies. Um, I was in nursing school briefly, so I've worked oh, with okay. bodies in the past. So it, to me, it's never. Oh, you're a nurse, so yeah, it's like you have a sense of comfort and uh, not fear because it's a person, right? And it's like you're like, you know, that is somebody. It's not a ghoul. It's not a zombie. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who who is. Like it sucks, you know. So I can see the humanity in a body, and I don't get freaked out by body parts. But if I'm at a public execution, I want to see I want to see some shit on fire. That's <laughs> light, all I'm saying. Is that light them up? Yeah. 
Eso ahora sí. Especially witches. Those, you can get those witches. Oh, I burn. like witches. Yeah. Oh, like like what kind of person do you want to burn? Like I mean, what would not you a witch, with? right? Not a witch, but I mean, if you if you had to, you got to pick. Okay, there's like a child molester, there's a killer, there's a whatever. Who's going first? Child molester. Well, child molester, yeah. of course, because they 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 are somehow um, murdering life as it's happening. You know, a child Burning molester them, as you're hitting them with a baseball bat. Well, it's like a child molester is arresting a kid's life. Like they are really hurting a child and then the child has to live with it. So it's like, to me, that's probably the worst thing because it's somebody that is affecting the life of somebody totally innocent. Mm. I mean, a killer is like, a murderer is like, well, the person's dead. Mm -hmm. So they can't really feel anything. It's horrible for everybody else. But like a child molester is like somebody who... It, it it will it, it it has the potential mm-hmm. to really hurt somebody for a lifetime, so that that probably is the worst crime uh, above murder because a murder mm-hmm. is like well it's, it it's the person's dead and then everybody else suffers but the person who's dead is like they don't, may not even know right. and they're walking around looking for their grave right but someone moved. Somebody, somebody moved. Somebody moved. Prime real estate. They're carrying their head. What if they'd have kept that going? Like, just burning people, burning. And we'd probably eventually now just have warning labels. Like, you know. Combustible. Burning witches will, can, can cause black lung and uh, all the shit they put on smoking, <laughs> on cigarettes. Low birth weight. Oh, no. You can only go so close to the fire. Yes. Yeah. Well, it would be that kind of thing. No burning witches within 20 feet of a building, please. Right. Or a school. <laughs> but I love the board because the board gives us a, a way to go back and, you know, possibly touch the idea of the afterlife. Absolutely. You know. Well, I mean, you know, again, most spirit communication devices mimic whatever tool was the newest one that people were using to communicate with the living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these these tools with letters and numbers, you know, these are things that little kids would have letter boards or um, letter cards. And so, you know, you take them and say, oh, okay, let's, you know, let's point out a letter. And if we hear a knock, we'll know that's the letter. Mm-hmm. It's just excruciatingly long to get any message out of. And so, you know, it makes it way to a talking board, which is a little bit faster. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, you have mediums who don't need any tools. They just communicate directly. Do mediums use the board? Yeah, some do. You know, um, a friend of mine, Chip Coffee, mm-hmm. who's a, a medium, he really, his first experiences with the Ouija board, he still uses it. I don't think he needs to, but he does. He will use them. He's on the paranormal state. He was. That was great. a good show. Did you ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. It was um, these kids at a university who were psychic. And I think kids are psychic anyway. Kids usually. Like, they're always the ones that see ghosts. Yeah. And there was, a, like, a group of like university students who were like going and they were they were ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. So you were on that show. I did. I did an episode on that um, show. They did a spirit board episode. And so I consulted on that and kind of talked to them about because someone on that episode used a talking board or spirit board and they felt that they opened some door to leaving things, you know, mm-hmm. kind of open and then weird things were happening. And so they wanted to kind of understand the talking board. So I got to go there on that. Has it has it removed without you? You know, I have never seen it 
move. You know, a lot of people say this, and it's always hard with urban legends or Ouija-sticians because, you know, everyone says, my best friend's cousin's neighbor's mother right. um, played with the Ouija board and went crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I did was, you know, um, Gene Orlando from the Museum of Talking Boards, he is really pushes me to do this very scientific-ish research. So I called up all the top 10 medical facilities and the top 10 psychological facilities in the United States and said, in the past 1, 5, 10, 50, 100 years, how many patients and or cases have you had that involved the Ouija board? And the answer was zero. So what we think is um, going on with the boards doesn't necessarily match what's really happening. Because, I mean, if your kids started acting crazy and we're doing all these things, the first place you'd go is to the hospital. Like, my kid is saying things I don't understand. He's acting out. He's biting me. So maybe they don't, you know, tell you that, hey, they were playing with a Ouija board, and so it never made right. the case file. But you'd figure at least 10, 20 cases. It just doesn't happen. But still, I mean, whatever they're... they're actual power there's still a very very significant symbol Mm. of history and who we are and how we've thought about death and the afterlife and spirits and you know they're an enduring symbol of our history our past our mythology you know they're they're a good way to mirror society Mm. and where we are and how great it is that they are still around and they're you know still telling us (laughs) <laughs> who they are and what they're doing. I think it's pretty cool. Although I want to hear the story. Like I went on Antiques Roadshow, took my best Ouija board. A week later, seven people were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone wants that Ouija board. I know, they, right? You know, the no, it becomes like, much more valuable. I mean, it's like have have there ever been like issues of like there was like something involved in a crime or? Oh yeah, you know, um, there's a bunch of great cases. Um, El Cerrito, California, a town, uh, a girl named Jenny Morrow was hit by a car and she, it was a hit and run. So they don't know who killed the girl. And the family just became so desperate and upset. They started going to the Ouija board, like oh, who did yeah. this and, and trying to get the license plate off it. And, and, and all of a sudden their neighbors were involved and all of a sudden it's 24 seven. They're doing these seances and they're starting to go insane. And the police end up having to storm the house. And then that the town tries to ban Ouija boards and a, a bunch of people were, you know, put into an insane asylum. So it's, there, there are these things that were erupting before the exorcist, but it was just kind of like, well, that's just one town. You know, everyone right. else is playing with it. You know, the, the Ouija boards was on I Love Lucy. It, yeah. it was often seen as <laughs> Norman Rockwell, you know, did a cover of the uh, Saturday Evening Post in 1920. You know, he wasn't a satanic person. He just was showing what people were doing. Right. Was, it was a great date game, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, back in For the Victorian sure. times, you weren't supposed to touch a woman. You couldn't be alone with a woman. You couldn't, you know, you had to ask permission. But here you go. You put the board on your lap. Your knees are touching. Your hands are touching. You're very close. You dim the lights, you know, with candlelight. It's just perfect. So yeah. a woman is maybe looking at it from the spiritual perspective. And the guy's like, I want to get in your pants. <laughs> so, like, so like nothing's changed. Like history is. <laughs> right. It's like, but it still has an energy and a vitality and a mystery, which we're still trying to figure out well it connects us like you said to the to our past it's a bridge and belief being so important to anything that if you believe this can help focus you to um make contact then you know why couldn't it mm-hmm. and, and again for over almost 125 years this has been you know a very popular way to 
reach out to the other side. Well, great. When people want to reach out to you, where they where where should they go? <laughs> if they want to know more about me, they can go to uh, www.robertmurch.com and they should find me on Facebook. I have a public Facebook page and uh, that's just Robert Merch public Facebook. So. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's we great. we are so glad that you're here, and I'm glad I got to see the board. And I'm not. We're not going to that cemetery. We're still going to the cemetery. Oh my God, no! We can't. Let's go. No. Yeah.